Well, did you know you have certain authority over things in this life? Did you know that according to the Bible, that we are to have dominion over the earth? Well, I want you to check out this episode number 23 as our pastor Bill Rogers talks about rule or be ruled. Enjoy. You can be pitiful or you can be powerful, but you cannot be both. I want to talk this morning about rule or be ruled. Rule or be ruled. You must learn to rule in your life or you're going to have a pitiful life. You have to be determined. Some people will call you arrogant, strong-willed. They probably have worse names for you. But you will have to rule your life, and you must not let anyone, any spirit rule you other than the Spirit of God. I mean, say amen. Genesis 1.26, the Word of God says, God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. You know, if we could just get that in our spirit, what powerful lives we could live. Let us make man in our image. Tell your neighbor I was created in the image of God. According to our likeness, tell him I was created in his likeness, in his likeness. Now, I believe that means that God is like you and I. He has two ears, a mouth, a nose, two eyes, on and on. But I think this image and likeness is much more than just that, in his likeness. You and I, how many realize that God rules over all? And so you and I were created in his likeness to rule. And then the next line, and let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. Let them rule. The Amplified Bible says to have complete authority. Complete authority. That's what God wants. And then I'm going to turn quickly. It's on the screen. But I'm going to turn quickly to Matthew chapter 8. And this was mentioned Wednesday night. Matthew chapter 8, where Jesus heals the centurion's servant. The centurion is a soldier. He is a military man. The centurion means he was over 100 soldiers And he comes to Jesus and says, my servant is at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. And then listen to what this man says. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. 
He's saying, I'm under authority, but I am an authority. I have people under me, soldiers under me. He was recognizing, of course, that Jesus had authority. And he's saying, I also have authority. I I understand authority, and so because I am a man under authority and, and I have authority. You and I live under the authority of God, but we have authority and we have rule. We have dominion. And if you don't grasp that, and you don't understand that, and you don't use that in the right way, of course, I promise you, you are being ruled. If you're not ruling in life, the enemy is ruling you, ruling over you. In the natural, we live under federal, state, local laws. We're under, we live under the rule of these United States, whether you like all of them or not. We live under that, that rule. The federal, the federal government, we live under federal rule. We live under state laws. We live under local city civic laws. But in my house, I rule when Beverly lets, lets me. In your house, you rule. You rule. I have dominion at my house. I have dominion at my house. People will ask me, having past years, would you come to my house and pray for my child? Pray over our house. There seems like there's demonic spirits in our house. There seems like there's demonic spirits driving my children. Would you come and pray over them, over my house. And I say, I will come and pray with you. You have dominion. I can't take the dominion that you have. You have more dominion in your house than I do. I mean, say amen. I have more dominion at my house than you do. I would never come to your house and demand anything. It's your house. I don't care whether you like my house or not. I don't care if you don't like the color of my house, if you don't like the design of my house. I don't care if you like the arrangement of the furniture. I don't care if you even like the furniture of my house. It's our house. When I say my, I'm talking about Beverly and I. It's our house. We have dominion there. Wicked spirits will not rule in my house. I mean, say amen. Wicked spirits will not, will not. I used to use this example. I got in trouble because I was misunderstood, but if a mad dog comes into my yard, he's leaving. He's not taking over. I'm not saying I'm going to stay in my house because there's a mad dog out there and I'm afraid he'll bite me. What I, the phrase I said that got me in trouble was, is I said I have a gun and I will shoot him. And someone said that's cruel. I'm thinking BB gun. They're thinking shotgun, you know. 
And for all of those of you that think it's cruel, even with a BB gun, listen, I grew up, when I was young, we had BB gun fights. Yes, they hurt. They hurt. You know, and then one day somebody brought a pellet gun. <laughs> oh, oh, game over. <laughs> when mama found out about the pellet gun, then she found out about the BB gun, and then she start, gives us this lecture about putting somebody's eyes out. We never thought about putting anybody's eyes out. BB guns will do it. How to get off on all of that. But Jerry, I rule at my house. <laughs> Amen. Again, Beverly and I rule at our house. Yeah, you do need to be in agreement at your house. With, and by the way, if you're not in agreement with your spouse at your house, there's trouble there. You're going to allow evil spirits to come in if you're not walking in agreement. If you don't love each other and you can't walk in agreement, all kinds of bad things can happen at your house. I mean, say Amen. So we live under these natural laws, but we need to understand God gave us full authority to manage our life. Let me warn you again, Satan, just as he took Adam and Eve's authority, he will try to take your authority. If you walk in obedience, he can't. If you continue to walk in disobedience, it may be little by little, but little by little, he will begin to take your authority. And use it against you, actually. I mean, say amen. Just like with our children, as we develop and mature in the Word of God and begin to better understand God's will and design for our life, then we're giving more authority to rule and reign in our life, in our, in our world, our sphere. But like a child... You know, you don't give a child seven years old. I just read this recently where a seven or eight-year-old child stole a car and drove it down an interstate highway. You don't give a seven or eight-year-old keys to your car. And let me jump ahead of myself a little bit here and tell them, you don't allow your child to tell you what time they're coming home at night. I mean, say amen. They don't understand the dangers. They will tell you they do, but they don't have a clue. They really don't. You and I have to help them. God is trying to help us in his word to develop and come into a mature place where we have more rule and reign. I mean, say amen. Over, over our lives, and then it'll spread from there. God reigns over all. He reigns over all, especially he reigns over his word to perform his word. But he gives us dominion in our sphere of influence, or again, in our world. Psalms 115 and verse 16 says, The heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he's given to the sons of men. He's given you and I the earth. He gave Adam and Eve the earth. He told them rule and reign over this earth. And again, they submitted their authority by disobedience. They gave their authority over to Satan. Why do we have all of the turmoil on the earth today? Because Adam and Eve gave authority over. And some people, 
non-Christians and probably a lot of Christians, they don't understand they have authority and they just let things run wild and don't take authority over demon spirits. Amen. So the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he's given to us. One man said it this way. God has kept, he, he, he has sovereign boundaries. A sphere we can't trespass on. There's certain things I don't, you and I don't have authority over in, in the things of God. Certain things. He, he's reserved that for himself. But he's given us all. He's opened up the field, the playing field for all of us. I, I see this as like a, a football field where we get to call the plays. In my life, in your life, he will let us call the plays. Amen? You know, how many know that when the football team loses, the coaches probably hear from a lot of folks, especially owners then, and they probably try to help them hold it. You know, we let you call the plays. Let's just use that. Uh, some quarterbacks, they are, they have the ability, they're given the authority, they're given the right to call their own plays. But whenever they start calling the wrong plays, the coach calls them aside and says, uh, from now on, I'm going to call the plays for a while. You're, we're not winning the game. So I'm just saying, we have a, we have a playing field that we get to play on. We get to call the shots. I mean, say amen. But we need to do it under the influence we need, to give, we need to do it under the authority of God's word. We need to know what the word of God says. Amen. I mean, say amen. amen. You know the old saying, you know, that we used to accuse the Baptist, uh, we Pentecostals used to accuse the Baptists of ending all prayers with, if it be thy will. You know, heal this person if it be thy will. I need to know what the word of God says. I already know it's the will of God. I don't have to, because see, that's just enough of doubt there. There's just enough doubt there that maybe my prayers won't really be answered because I've thrown in a little doubt. Just in case they don't get healed, then I can say, well, I guess it wasn't the will of God. Listen to me. Listen to me. It is the will of God that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. If you don't prosper, if you're not in health or somebody that you know, don't blame God. It is God's will for you to prosper and be in health. But I need to understand, I need to understand where the lines are. I need to understand what my authority is. I've told this story many times, but we go... One of our, our youngest girl, we go to Oklahoma to a woman's house who is totally demon-possessed. When she's talking to me on the phone, when I start talking about the blood of Jesus, this male voice starts talking through her. We go to her house. This 16-year-old girl says to her, says, says of that demon in here, come out in the name of Jesus. The woman fell in, in the floor, started gagging, and the demon spirit came out because she understood what her authority was. And she didn't go in there and say, if it be thy will. <laughs> we went there to do business. I mean, say amen. 
Now, again, you can be pitiful or you can be powerful, but you can't be both. You can't go asking demons to come out. You can't go, you can't, you can't fight in the spirit realm. You know, there are wicked spirits, excuse me, there are wicked spirits, there are angelic spirits, but let me tell you, you cannot play around with the word of God. You use the word of God, you be bold with the word of God, and I can tell you, you can rule and reign in this life. There are no wimps in the army of God. To rule well, we have to live by the rules, by the laws, by the principles. If you want to rule well, like gravity, there is a law, there is a principle, there is a rule. It's called gravity. You get up in the air, the plane jump out. If you don't have a parachute, shoot, you're going to die. It's just a law. It's a principle. You can say, well, you know, this won't, this won't matter in my, my situation. Gravity, does, gravity doesn't care who you are. Gravity doesn't care what your skin color is. Gravity doesn't care what your last name is. Gravity doesn't care if you go to church every Sunday. Gravity doesn't care about any of that. Gravity, it is a law that works regardless. How many understand that? So we have to play by the rules. We have to understand the principles. The principle of sowing and reaping. A lot of people don't understand that. They think ministers, churches are just after my money. We're not after your money. We want you to be blessed. There is a law. If you sow, you will reap. If you don't sow, you won't reap. It's about garden time. So if you sow, if you sow, you will reap. It's a law. It's a principle. And again, that law, that principle does not care who you are, what you look like, how much money you have in the bank, what your status in life is. It doesn't care at all. Sowing and reaping works. You can be sitting here this morning with a million dollars in the bank or $10 in the bank. It doesn't matter. The law of sowing and reaping works. You can be sitting here this morning and you're from, you know, again, I'll I'll just use race. You know, race seems to be a, a big subject. Now, God doesn't care about race. The law doesn't care about race. As I've said many times, you see, it's a totally level playing field in the kingdom of God. Amen. The laws of sowing and reaping. The laws of forgiving and forgiveness. You know the word of God says that if I don't forgive, I won't be forgiven. I don't know about y'all, but I need forgiveness on a daily basis. If I want that, I better be quick to forgive others of their trespasses, the word of God says. Because it says if I don't forgive you, he won't forgive me. It's a law. It doesn't, again, it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, say amen. Law of obedience, which leads to blessing. If you'll be obedient, the word of God says, you'll eat the good of the land. There is blessing for you and I, regardless of who you are, if you will be obedient to the word of God. These are the rules. These are the principles that we have to live by to have dominion in this life. I mean, say amen. 
So let's talk about, first we have to rule, we have to have dominion over ourselves. I can't have dominion out there if I don't have dominion here. If I can't rule over myself, if I can't rule over my mouth, I'm not going to have any rule in the spirit realm. I'm not going to have any rule, any dominion anywhere. Proverbs 25, 28. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit, like a city without walls, without any protection, without any defense. If I don't have a rule over my spirit, and I have no defense, that means any enemy can get to me. Any enemy can come in and get to me, can destroy my life, can destroy my goods, take whatever they want. How do I rule over my spirit? How do I rule over myself? I have to have rule over my eyes, You know, especially, especially when I was young, I had to learn to rule over my eyes. My eyes seen things that wanted to watch. Are y'all with me this morning? I know it wasn't a long time ago. I'll just get real point blank with you here. It wasn't too awful long ago that I'm in the Walmart parking lot and I caught myself staring at someone a lady because she didn't have much on and then I said to myself if anyone sees you looking at her they're going to think there's lust in your heart there really wasn't lust in my heart there was just amazement in my mind Mm -hmm. I was just amazed. <laughs> I don't want to be crude, but, you know, some people just need to cover up. <laughs> or some things just should not be seen. <laughs> I guess some people are proud of some things I don't think I'd be very proud of. <clears throat> and moving right along. We have to, we have to rule over our eyes. We have to rule over our mind. It's your mind. If you don't learn to rule in your mind, you will not learn to rule over your mouth because whatever, <laughs> someone said this to me not long ago. I, when they said it, they were talking about a relative and when they said it, I thought about one of my relatives. Whatever enters the mind comes out the mouth. <laughs> you know the old saying, you can't, stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair, which means, which means don't dwell on those thoughts. And then the bird can't, can't build a nest. You say to yourself, how many has ever had something on your mind that just seemed like you couldn't get it off your mind? What you do is you start singing a hymn, a, a worship song. You know, I, I, uh, I seen a 
One of my, one of my uh, favorite musicians and singers, many of you folks, this won't mean a thing to you. His name was Jerry Lee Lewis. And so I'm on Facebook, and here's Jerry Lee, and he's being introduced by whatever that guy's name is. Had that show. Ed Sullivan. And he says, here's Jerry Lee Lewis from somewhere in Louisiana. And Jerry Lee Lewis, I mean, you talk about a piano player. He and, he and Jimmy Swaggart were cousins, you know. Mickey Gilly. These guys were musicians. And he sings, I won't even tell you because I don't want you thinking about it while I'm, while I'm preaching this morning. But once you get that song on your mind, you know, I heard that 50 years ago. Before I was a Christian, you know, I'd stay up on Saturday nights and watch Jerry Lee Lewis. And he'd get up on top of the piano and dance, you know, and he, he was wild and crazy and, and, and anyway, sinful, bad. <laughs> you know, that's what my parents told me anyway. And so I'm singing that old song, you know, and, and I'm thinking, I don't need to be singing that. I mean, I like the tune, you know, and I like to think about Jerry Lee and all of that. So what did I do? I went over and got me a good chorus. They're like, I think we sang one of them I've been singing this past week to get to drown all that out. We sang here this morning. So let me just say about your mind, what you have to do is you have to take authority over it. Whatever you fill your mind with is going to come out your mouth. So if you're allowing your mind to be filled with stuff and you say, hold it, I don't need to go there. I don't need to be dwelling there. Then you get something else because your mind is going to be filled with something. Trash, you know, the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. It's either going to be filled with trash or it's going to be filled with the word of God. It's going to be filled with goodness or badness. Amen. So you have to take authority. You have to rule over your own mind. And then you need to learn in in in. Following that, you need to learn to rule over your mouth. There are just certain things you should not say. Now, there's a lot of people offended by a lot of things that are being said today, but I'm thinking, you know, way beyond that. I'm thinking way beyond that. Uh, my, my parents, kids are uh, allowed to use words that my parents never would have allowed us to use. I uh, just don't recommend that you do this unless you want to. But my mom had popped me right in the mouth a couple of times because I used a word, and I'm not talking about a really what what we would consider really nowadays. It would just be it's in everyday language. My mama didn't even want us to use "ain't," you know, and things like that. But see, we have to be careful. We have to control our mouth because if you can control your mouth, the Word of God says you can control the whole body. This mouth, this tongue is like a rudder on a ship. It directs things. It'll direct your life if you will just learn to control your mouth. How do I control myself? I learn to control my eyes, my mind, my mouth. And therefore, it will guard my heart. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. If Paul can do it, you can do it. I can do it. I mean, say Amen. I'll just throw in a little side note here about controlling yourself. Fear is a product of the flesh or a fruit, you could say, of the flesh. Fear is. I'm not talking about necessarily, although it, 
it, it really is. But I'm not talking about necessarily, I used to be afraid to fly. I'm not talking about that kind of fear. I'm talking about the kind of fear that will keep you from really advancing in the kingdom of God. Really living a good life, a great life. If you're walking in fear, if you're afraid, one, one, I'll give you this example. I used to be so concerned about what people thought of me, I walked in fear somewhat. That's just a product of the flesh. I mean, say amen. After, you have to take authority over that. You talk to yourself. You tell yourself what the Word of God says. You know, a lot of people don't do things that God's called them to do strictly out of fear. You will have to take authority over that fear that's coming against you, and, and you'll have to control that and stop it in your life, or you will never advance in the kingdom of God. The devil will see to it. How many can say amen? So the first thing we have to do is we have to learn to rule ourselves. Next thing we have to do is we have to learn to rule or have dominion in our homes, over our house. 1 Timothy 3, 4 says, speaking of a bishop, a bishop, church leadership, pastor, whatever, a bishop must be one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. Children in submission with all reverence. Let me tell you something about your children that perhaps you didn't know. Your child was born a sinner. <laughs> Your child was born rebellious. How many know that? If you don't, I need to repeat that. Your child was born rebellious. Now, some are a lot more rebellious than others. My brother Roy back here, I was not very rebellious. He was tremendously rebellious. So. <laughs> Notice I didn't look at him when I said that. <laughs> He's probably, anyway. <laughs> Children are born in the sin. They are rebellious. One thing we need to understand about that, before I move on, though, is that the Lord began to speak to me this past week as I'm dwelling on this. But, but one of the reasons for that is that every child Every child has a God-given, it's a God-given thing in them. They want to rule. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. The only thing is, as parents, we just have to direct them with that. There are some things you don't need to be ruling over yet. If your child is ruling over your house, you have total chaos. I appreciate so much. I heard from a single parent a week or two ago who has pretty much adult children at their house. And they said this, I told my children, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. And this is the way it's going to be at my house. And if you're going to live here, this is the, this is the rules. And they told their children, you don't rule, I rule. I'm the parent here, and I rule. If you get that in you, now you, have to, you, have to, you need to say it in love. I'm not talking about child abuse. But I am telling you, I don't believe in parental abuse either. Anybody going to be abused? When I was growing up, it was going to be my backside, not my mom and dad. Amen? 
You have to be firm. You have to love them, but you have to be firm and say, I'm the parent here. And let me tell you again, I, I seen just recently, not somebody in our church, but I seen like a seven or eight, nine-year-old, maybe 10-year-old child who rules mom and dad. And, and you know, dad's not even paying any attention and mom's trying to correct the child. And, and you know, in me, Roxy was my mother's name. In me, Roxy started stirring up. Speaking of child abuse, slap that kid right in the face. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do that. It'll get you in trouble. You shouldn't do that. But you know, that's just what come up on the inside of me. I'm not going to allow a 10-year-old child or a 15-year-old child to rule at my house. You must not do that. If you don't rule your house, they will. And let me tell you what will happen if they start ruling. Evil spirits will start ruling in your house also. Now, again, don't crush their spirit. When, there's di when they need to be disciplined, don't crush their spirit. Understand, understand, that's just a God-given ability. They want to rule and reign, but you just have to direct it. And then you tell them, there is a time when you will rule over your life completely, but not as long as you're in my house. Amen? I mean, say amen. When they leave your home... Okay, first we learn to rule over ourselves. Then we need to rule over our house. Then we need to learn to rule in our world, in our ministry, over all opposing forces to our God-given place in life. I'll just warn you again, if you don't get rulership of self in your house first, you will never rule over the atmosphere. You will never rule over wicked spirits because you have to begin with yourself. Matthew 28, let me give you this one first. Matthew 16, 19, Jesus told the disciples when Peter said he would call him the Christ, he said, the, the Spirit of God revealed this to you. And then he goes on and says, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, or there is an agreement. It's already been bound in heaven is really what it says there. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So you and I have been given authority over the heavenlies, over wicked spirits. Whatever we bind, whatever we bind. Do you know that many times on Saturday nights, maybe even Sunday mornings. I walk in this room, I walk around in this room, and I say I bind every wicked spirit that would try to enter this room. I loose angelic beings, I loose the Holy Spirit in this place. You say, you mean the Holy Spirit can't just come in? The Holy Spirit will go where he's welcome. And he will not, he will not, if he comes in, there's not going to be any wicked spirits. So I want, you know, I want the enemy to understand. Do you know that there are, there are wicked spirits that try to follow you? I'm not blaming anybody for this. They'll try to, they'll try to follow me. If I pick up wicked spirits and let them hover over me, walk with me in life, when I come through those, those side doors on Sunday morning, they'll just come right on in here with me. They have no respect for this because we call it the house of God. 
They will come right in if we allow them to. But I can tell you right now, when people walk in this auditorium, if they have wicked spirits bothering them, those wicked spirits will begin to leave them. You know what I say to wicked spirits? I tell them where the boundaries of the church property is. And since I live next door, I tell them the boundaries of my yard. And I say, you may not come on this property. If, if Planet Fitness will allow you over there, that's their property. If, if climb over here will allow you there, that's their property. But on this property, you're not welcome. You're not coming here. Being saved, man. And I, I can just tell you, go on and tell you this, that I have seen in this place people come in with wicked spirits, evil spirits, bothering them, and they sit in the middle of service and start crying out. You know why? Because they know they're not welcome here and they're going to have to leave. I've heard people cry out. Amen. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. Matthew 28, 18, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. This is Jesus speaking. He's getting ready to go away. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Then verse 19, he says this simple word, go, go and make disciples. What's he, what's he saying there? To me, he's saying, I've been given this authority. And now I want you to go with this authority under my authority. Take this authority with you. Go into the world, make disciples, teach under my authority. And then he says in verse 20, I am with you always. To me, he's saying, to me, he's saying, go, make disciples, teach, and my authority is with you always. My authority will go with you. As we go to minister, we go to minister under his authority. You say, I'm not a minister. Every one of us are ministers. If you're born again, you're called into the ministry because you are ministering to people just in conversation as you leave the building today, in conversation at work this week, school, wherever you go. You have a ministry. You can be speaking words of life to people. You don't have to be quoting scripture but you're saying things to people that will help them. Having I mean, say amen. And that authority is with you. And if you, and if you come in contact with a person who needs help, who needs prayer, who is sick in their body, who is, has evil spirits afflicting them, you have a right and you have the authority to pray with that person that they be delivered and set free. And everybody said, that, that's where the amen goes, if you agree. You have that. Let me go back and say this once again. First, you'll have to have authority over yourself. You'll have to learn to rule over yourself. You'll have to learn to rule in your home. Then you can rule in ministry. Then you can rule in the world out there, wherever God sends you. I mean, say amen. I, I hopefully don't use this example too much. But Rick and Kim Morgan are here this morning. Years ago, they go to El Salvador. Now, El, El Salvador is a, is a wonderful place. But let me just tell you, when you get outside the United States, especially our area, northwest Arkansas, this central part of the United States, we're in the, this is not the Bible Belt, this is the buckle of the Bible Belt, by the way. I tell people I just meet, ask them where they're from, and I say, well, welcome here. 
This ain't heaven, but it's just right next to it. It's a wonderful place. There, there is, there's such a, uh, a matter of fact, I believe Rick keeps referring to this place as a bubble. We live in a bubble. You get outside the United States, you get in some of these other countries, uh, you can sense in the spirit. You don't have to be very sensitive in the spirit realm to understand you are not in a real safe place like you were at home. It's just different. But the reason that Rick and Kim went there, took seven children and were safe all of those years in El Salvador in a place where gangs pretty much run everything. You know why? Because they went under the authority of God Almighty. They didn't just decide, well, we think we'll just move our family to El Salvador. We just kind of like it down there and on and on. No, they went under that authority. When you move under the authority of God, when you walk in obedience to God, I can tell you you're in a safe place regardless. It, it can be, you know, Mexico City, they say, is one of the worst places to live now. It can be Mexico City. If God sends you there, you're going to be all right. I mean, say amen. But let me remind you again, you'll have to rule over yourself first. Learn to rule over your home. Then you can rule in life. You can rule over those spiritual authorities. And I'm going to close with this. Daniel 11.32. I think the whole scripture is going up, but the, the part I want you to see is where it says, the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. When you conquer and rule over yourself and you learn to rule over your house, you will do You'll be strong and do great exploits. So many times I come back to the scriptures in Hebrews chapter 11. If you learn to conquer self, rule yourself, rule your house, you're ready to be added to the list in Hebrews 11. By faith, Noah, by faith, Abraham, by faith, by faith, Sarah, on and on. It talks about the great men and women of God and what they done by faith. They done exploits. It ends up, I believe, in verse 32 or something like that by this. By faith, by faith, since I've been picking on the Morgans, by faith, Rick and Kim Morgan. By faith, Danny. By faith, Brandy, Erica. By faith, Ed Rotonda. By faith, Tyler, Kim. By faith, you, listen, by faith, you can, you can subdue kingdoms, obtain promises, out of weakness, be made strong. You can become valiant in battle. You can turn to flight the alien armies. If I learn to rule over myself, rule over my home, and I understand what the Word of God says about ruling outside of that, you can be added to this list. They were people just like you and I. But you go back and you trace you read their story in the Word of God, you will see that they learned, they learned to rule over themselves first.
They learned to rule over their house, their little sphere. Then they ruled and done great exploits. I believe you and I can do great exploits. And listen, our world needs people like you and I, Christians like you and I, empowered by the Holy Spirit to make a difference in this world because our government is not going to do it. I may agree with that. Nobody's government is going to do it but the government of God. You and I who are totally sold out and understand we have authority over ourselves. We have authority in our home. Now we have authority when we go outside of our little comfort zone. I mean, say amen. And we need it. The world needs it. The world needs for you and I. We don't take this authority. We don't take this authority to become arrogant, mean-spirited with it. We take this authority in humility and we begin to speak out the word of God. We begin to make a difference in our world. And we can do exploits. You can do exploits. If I didn't call your name, understand you can do exploits. I mean, say amen. Father, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you for the word of God. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this church, what you're doing in our world. Thank you for what we've received this morning from your word. Father, I thank you that we're going to leave here today and we're going to leave with saying in ourselves, I can do this. I can make a difference. I can make a difference. I'm going to make a difference by ruling over myself, ruling in my home. I'm going to make a difference by ruling in the world. Wherever you send me, wherever I go, I'm going to make a difference. I'm not just going to settle for status quo. I'm not just going to, well, that's just the way it is. Well, that's just the way people are. No, I'm not going to settle for that. I'm going to settle by making a difference in the, in the area, in the arena where I am placed. I'm going to make a difference. Thank you for that, Father. <laughs> well, wasn't that a great episode? If today's message touched you in any way, if you were encouraged and want to hear more of this, please make sure to click on the subscribe button and also share this message to your social platforms. While you're at it, go on over to our website, WLFAR.com, and help us continue our message by praying about giving financially to what God is doing here in Northwest Arkansas. Click on the Give tab today. We'll catch you next time on our podcast.